Hey there, and welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, where we believe style can be easy and getting dressed should be fun. I'm your host, Jennifer Mackey Mary, and today we're talking about fall trends. Yes, it might be 90 degrees where you are right now, but September is the kickoff to fashion's best season. So even if you're not going a lot of places right now, everybody loves a little new style for fall, a little wardrobe refresh. So today we're going to be talking about a few fall trends and how to wear them. I'm not going to leave you hanging. Today in Lessons from Linda, I'm sharing the story of a Linda who I was lucky enough to work with a lot over the years, but the first time we worked together was particularly memorable, and I will share why. In vocabulary, we're talking about jersey, which is a term that you probably see a lot, but you you may not really know what it means, so we're going to define that one today. In philosophy, I'm sharing some advice to help you make dressing well meaningful for yourself, which is where real style starts. If you kept up with the homework from our re-released episodes over the last month, give yourself a pat on the back and a little extra credit. And if you didn't, that's okay. Everybody needs a summer break, but we are back in session. So let's kick things off as we always do with lessons from Linda. Like I said in the intro, I was really lucky to have worked with this Linda several times throughout the years, and I was really honored to be a part of her long-term style journey. A lot of times people would hire me, just get, get them on the right track, right? Clean out their closet, help set up a base wardrobe, and then they were good to go. But Linda and I worked together through her lifestyle changes, her job changes, her body changes for years. And it was really fun to build that long-term relationship with someone. Linda first reached out to me because she was starting up like a part-time side hustle business and she needed to align her look with the image she wanted for her company, which should be a whole show on its own. She'd been a stay-at-home mom for a couple of years, and then she'd gone back to work from home where what she wore didn't matter, and honestly, her closet reflected that. There was no way people were going to take her seriously in her new business looking the way she was looking. So I got to her house, we got set up, and I asked the question I always ask clients, which was, how brutal do you want to be today? I learned to ask this question because I needed to set the tone of, Little changes will get you a little result. Big changes are required for big results. So often I worked with clients who wanted this like major change, this real style transformation and overhaul, but they didn't want to get rid of anything or try anything new. And then they were disappointed when their closet and their wardrobe and their style was exactly the same. So I asked her and she said the words that put her on my top 10 client list forever. She said, completely brutal. I want to get rid of everything that isn't right for me. Seriously, it brings a tear to my eye even now just thinking about it. I love it when a client just let me do what I needed to do. But it wasn't really the words that made me love her so much. It was the fact that she meant it. Linda's closet was the first one that I really, truly decimated. There was more in the discard pile than was left in her closet. The pile was big, like really, really big. When we were done, Linda looked at what she was getting rid of and I could see the hesitation and maybe even a little panic on her face. And she said, am I going to be able to get dressed tomorrow? 
And I said to her, Linda, you don't have any less to wear right now than you did when I walked in here. It's just that you can see it. She realized that I was right. And we looked at her now tiny wardrobe as a starting point to build on now that we were clear on what she had and what she needed and how she wanted to look. Later that week, we shopped together and she was good to go. So she maybe struggled to get dressed for three days instead of struggling every single day in that packed closet that was really full of nothing to wear. I've got more stories from this Linda. There are valuable lessons from every time we work together. But for today, there are two things I really want you to take away from my time with her. First, I said it before, and I will say it again, when you edit your closet and get rid of what's not working, nine times out of 10, you don't have any less to wear than you did when you started. You weren't wearing those two short skirts. You weren't wearing those uncomfortable shoes. You weren't wearing that dated jacket. Never in all of my years of styling clients has Alinda said to me, oh, yeah, I love this sweater. I wear it all the time. I feel great in it. Let's chuck it. No, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes clients have had pieces that they've been on the fence about, and if they're ready to make those real changes, they decide to get rid of those things. But all of those insurance clothes that you're hanging on to for someday, just in case, you're not wearing them and you won't miss them if you get rid of them. Second, what made Linda's style transformation so successful was her willingness to part with the things that weren't working. When we went through her closet, what I found was a lot of past lives. Linda used to be a city girl in a band, and she still had clothes left for that. When I met her, she was a suburban woman with kids. Where was she going to wear a leather bustier that frankly didn't fit anymore? It would have looked pretty silly at the park. Then there was the shabby stuff from the stay-at-home, work-from-home phase. She was ready to get rid of those things to make room for clothes that supported her new lifestyle. One thing I really loved and really admired about Linda so, so much was that she didn't attach meaning that wasn't there to her clothes. When her business didn't take off quite as quickly as she'd hoped, she needed to go back to work full-time in an office setting. So we bought clothes for that. When she had a rough year and put on some weight, we bought clothes at her new size. There was never a moment that Linda assigned meaning to her wardrobe. She just wanted to look good and feel good for where she was at that moment. That is a huge takeaway we should all keep in mind. All right, let's move on to word of the week. Today's vocabulary word is Jersey. J-E-R-S-E-Y. I know you see this word all the time in all types of clothes, but you may not know what it means. First of all, jersey is a knit fabric, not a woven. So you know if you see jersey in a clothing description, you're getting a fabric that has some stretch and give to it. That being said, jersey fabric can be made of any kind of fiber. So you can have cotton jersey, silk jersey, linen jersey, even wool jersey. The defining characteristic of Jersey is that it is a flat, smooth knit. Putting this episode together, I was looking for some good ways to describe Jersey, and I found this one on Wikipedia. It said, in 1916, Gabrielle Coco Chanel upset the fashion industry by using Jersey at a time when it was strictly associated with underwear. 
Then there's a quote from Vogue that said, this designer made Jersey what it is today. We hope she's satisfied. That was Vogue from 1990, 1999. So think of the texture of a pair of knit cotton underwear, flat, smooth, kind of nondescript. That's Jersey. You're not going to get any texture from the knitting process, like little ribbing, but you might get texture from the fiber, like linen, which has a little bit of nub to it, or slub cotton, which we talked about before. But just think of your basic t-shirt, that smooth knit. That is jersey in a nutshell. There are a couple of types of jersey you should know about. The first is just single knit jersey. If a fabric just says jersey in the description, it's most likely a single knit. This is probably like a lightweight knit fabric, like a t-shirt or drapey pajama pants. That would be a single knit. If you see double knit jersey, that means the fabric is more substantial. Another word you're going to see is interlock jersey. I'm not going to go into the technical construction differences between double knit and interlock, but both will give you heavier, more substantial, more polished fabrics than just a t-shirt. I'm going to put a few examples of jersey fabrics in the show notes for you to check out if you're still kind of confused about what that means. All right, there you go, friends. The more you know, the easier shopping, especially online, will be. That's why we define these terms. Let's move on to philosophy. Today, I'm sharing another bit of advice from my archives. I came across this one as I was recording a bonus segment for the Ultimate Closet Makeover Masterclass. In that class, I made a video and some cute printables for 10 bits of advice from me to help you look at your style, your wardrobe, and cleaning out your closet in a new light. I want to talk about one in particular, which is this. Stylish women have nice loungewear, sleepwear, and underwear, too. Not just clothes, stylish women have nice loungewear, sleepwear, and underwear too. Sadly, when I was working with clients, these were areas that we never worked on because frankly, we just didn't have the time and I don't really want to help you edit your underwear. But really, these things are so much more important than you know. If you have a fabulous wardrobe that people see, but underneath it all, or when you're at home by yourself, you're wearing sad, holy, shabby things, what you're saying is that style and dressing well are pieces of yourself that you put on like a costume for other people. When you wear nice things that no one sees, you're saying that style is for you and that you value yourself enough to invest in the things that the world doesn't see. This is actually a really important mindset shift. I see women wanting to dress better all the time. They start with the outside and they keep up with it for a while, but it doesn't last because they're doing it for other people. You need to start with the inside, with your mindset first, valuing yourself to want to have nice things all the time. Then start by upgrading the things that are just for you and see what a difference it makes in how you feel about yourself and your style overall. This is when dressing well becomes a form of self-care, not just another chore. Then after you've got those pieces in place, work on what the world sees. You'll see that the changes that you want to make are more likely to stick. If your underwear, loungewear, and sleepwear drawers haven't had an edit or an upgrade in a while, I want to encourage you to set a timer, just set a timer for 15 minutes and go through, get rid of the things that are in bad shape, that don't make you feel good, or don't stand up to the style you're showing the world. Do it just for you. You will be glad you did. When we come back, we're talking fall trends and how to wear them. 
you know we have an amazing membership, right? Where you can get all the classes and capsule guides we produce, as well as access to our VIP Facebook group, personalized advice, and extra bonuses like exclusive podcasts and wardrobe challenges? Yeah, that membership. Well, we took it and made it even better. Our membership is now called the Style Circle, and instead of a year commitment, it's a monthly subscription. There's a joining fee that's the cost of just one class or one capsule guide, and you get instant access to all of our master classes, including Signature Style, The Ultimate Closet Makeover, Discover Your Best Colors, and coming soon, Dress Your Body Shape Like a Pro as well as our famous denim masterclass that I swear will change your life. You also get access to the current capsule guide and any guides that are released as long as you're a member. Plus, you get to join our VIP Facebook group for encouragement and inspiration from your fellow style sisters and weekly personalized advice from me. For under $20 a month, you can ditch the wardrobe overwhelm, create effortless style, and learn the skills you need to style yourself for years to come. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and join today. I can't wait to meet you in the style circle. And now back to the show. We're back and talking about fall trends. I want to take a moment to remind you that there is a difference between trends and fads. You are not afraid of trends or being trendy. You are afraid of wasting money on fads and looking like a 20-year-old. Big difference. If you don't know the difference between a trend and a fad, head over to episode 13 and listen to The Truth About Trends. I break it down there for you. Today, I'm going to share a few of the trends for fall 2020 and how to wear them. Remember, these are trends for real women. So if you head to Vogue and say, Jennifer said nothing about chainmail dresses and bubble skirts. You're right. I did not. Those are not the trends real everyday women are wearing. And that's who I talk to. These are not, those are not trends that you can find at Loft. You're not going to find them on Macy's website. The trends I'm sharing with you today are what's current for women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, who live wonderful, average, everyday lives in wonderful, average, everyday places for your wonderful, average, everyday jobs, right? So if you are wearing a chainmail dress or you want to wear a chainmail dress on the regular, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. For this episode, I've put examples and links to some of my favorite examples of these trends. So head to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the fall 2020 trends episode. The first trend I want to talk about is color. Every season, there are a couple of color stories that dominate, and this season is no different. There are a couple that I want to talk about. First are the pinks and blues. We're seeing all shades of pink from blush to bright pink, even into the berry colors and purples, and blues of all kinds as well, from baby blue to navy. The second color story that's trending is the autumn color palette we really started to see get big last year. Olive, gold, browns, tans. The two big colors this season in that color palette are rust and marigold. In last year's fall capsule, we did a softer version of the rust, like a terracotta, and our ladies were really mixed on it. Some people loved the change from the cooler colors that we had been wearing for years, and some kind of struggled with that and, and wanted those 
cool colors back again. This year in the fall capsule, we went with rust, marigold, and olive as our accent colors for a few reasons. First, it is really the dominating palette this season, and therefore it's easily available in stores, which makes it easy to shop for. Second, it allowed our subscribers to use more of what they already had. And for me to recycle pieces from capsule to capsule is, is a big, big priority. And this capsule, I say it all the time, is the most recycled one we've ever done. When it comes to color, any color, whether it's in a capsule or not, there will always be people who say, I can't wear fill in the blank. I can't wear yellow. I can't wear green. And yes, there are some colors that are better for some people than others. But what I say is that there's always a version of the color that will work for you. For example, this deep rust color is just a little bit too deep and too dark for me. So I'm going to stick with a lighter, more cinnamon terracotta color. People with really cool coloring might struggle with an orangey rust. And they'd look best in a rusty red that kind of is going toward burgundy. I was at Target today and in just one section, there were five or six variations of this rust color. And there was really something for everyone. So before looking at any color that's in stores and giving it a blanket, ugh, I can't wear that color statement, you owe it to yourself to understand color, your coloring, and how to find the shades that are best for you. It will open your options a lot. And every season, you you won't be faced with, oh, this isn't for me. If you don't know how to find your best colors, we've got a class for that in the style circle. Okay, pattern is our next trend. Animal is still going strong. Last year, it was snakeskin and leopard that were huge. This year, snakeskin has taken a little bit of a backseat. It's still out there, but not in such a big way. Leopard is still big, but zebra has joined the zoo in a major, major way. There's the traditional black and white zebra print everywhere. But in my opinion, zebra in shades of tans and browns is a little bit easier to wear. So it's, this is definitely a fun trend. So give it a shot, even with a pair of shoes or a belt. And if you like the trend, but you're kind of afraid of the black and white, super graphic zebra, try something in a, in a pattern that's a little bit more muted where the colors aren't so contrasting and you'll see how much easier it makes it. There's also a lot of floral out there right now as well. And I kind of feel like saying floral is a trend is kind of like saying stripes are a trend. They're just sort of there every single season. Sometimes they're interpreted in, in new ways, but again, they're just there. We have been seeing fall and winter florals be big for probably the last mm, five years or so. So it's not really a trend, but it's just, it's, it's there. Enjoy. Okay, our next big trend is cropped tops. I actually talked last fall about how tops are getting shorter, and this has to do with pants getting wider, shorter, and having a higher rise. So as we're seeing like high rise, wide leg crop jeans, the tops needed to adjust a little bit for the outfit's proportions to balance out. So tops have been getting shorter for some time, but cropped tops haven't really made their way into what I call the realm of the real woman until really recently. I mean, we saw them this summer and we're definitely seeing a lot of them this fall. Before you fast forward through this part, hear me out. 
You may not be wearing a top that shows your midriff. If you want to, that's great. Go for it. But if you don't, this trend doesn't have to be dead to you. Keep in mind, cropped does not have to mean belly bearing. It can just mean waist length or even high hip length or a little bit shorter. And the first thing you can do is pair a short or a crop top with the high rise pants. This covers your tummy and lets you still look current. The other thing that works really well is to wear a cropped jacket or sweater or hoodie open over a longer base layer. This is actually a great way to define your waist while concealing your midsection and you still look super current. I talked about this in my podcast on dressing the hourglass body, but this is a great trick for most women, even those, especially those without a well-defined waist. The cropped layer should hit you where a waist would be and voila, instant waste. So don't count this one out completely. Now it is time to talk about my favorite trend of the season. And y'all, I am obsessed with this one. I love how cute it is and how practical it is for the way I think we're really going to be living this fall and winter. You ready? Matching loungewear or sweatsuits. Yep, I just said matching sweatsuits. Girl, these are everything to me, everything. Now, I'm not talking about coordinating your comfy clothes like camo leggings and a coordinating olive sweatshirt. No, I'm talking about camo leggings and a camo sweatshirt matching. Here's why I like it. First, it's different. It's nice to see something that gives a little nudge out of the comfort zone while still being super wearable. Also, it elevates your loungewear. It looks intentional. A matching set looks more put together than separate. Here are a few ways to wear this trend to make it a little easier. First, avoid oversized baggy sweatshirts and banded sweatpants in a solid color. This is a trend, I think best left to the Forever 21 crowd, but it can have a a 1980s gym teacher effect on most women. You're better off playing with proportion a little, just like we talked about with crop tops. You could wear a cropped sweatshirt and a, a high rise wide leg sweatpant, or you could do a tunic top and slim joggers. Just kind of mix it up and break up that baggy sweatshirt, baggy sweatpant um, proportion. Next, and I know this sounds crazy, but play with pattern a little bit. Sometimes the look feels more wearable in pattern than in solid. I tried it in both camo and a single color tie-dye, and I personally prefer both of those to a solid look. I don't know why this works. Maybe the pattern breaks up the look a little. Who knows? But give it a shot. And you know what? If you think it's cute, but too much to wear out of the house, that's okay. We already talked about needing cute things for when no one sees you. Finally, to wear this trend, you need cute sneakers. If you've been listening to me for any length of time and you don't have a pair of nice elevated sneakers by now, I don't know what to tell you. Those are a staple of every casual wardrobe. Sneakers are a huge trend. They've been dominating women's footwear for the last couple of years. So get yourself a pair of cute sneaks. All right, last trend. And something you're going to see a lot of this fall and going into winter is puff sleeve tops. I've seen everything from just a little pleating at the shoulder to big, puffy, full sleeves and bishop sleeves. When figuring out how to wear this one, consider where you want emphasis on your body, where you don't want emphasis on your body, 
and how to balance your proportions. For example, if you're bigger on the bottom, puff sleeves are a great way to add emphasis to your upper body and balance your proportion. If you're bigger on top than you are on bottom, do you want to add more volume to your shoulders and your upper body? Maybe you do. I don't know. Then again, maybe you don't. If you do, consider your proportions again. Puff sleeves and skinny jeans are going to make you look top heavier than puff sleeves and a fuller skirt. Remember, nothing is big or small on its own, but in proportion to the rest of you or the rest of your outfit. And as always, with crop tops or puff sleeves or any tricky feature, make sure the rest of the item is good for you. A cropped turtleneck is going to do worse things on my body, which is bigger on top than on bottom, than a cropped ballet neck. Find the right color, find the right neckline, find the right length. So anytime you want to work in a tricky feature, make sure everything else about the item is best for you. So there you have it, five trends for fall. If you are in our Facebook group, our VIP style circle group, make sure you watch today's video because I'm going to share a few more, just little micro trends that I'm seeing cropping up. If you're not in the Facebook group yet, head to our website, sign up for the style circle and join us. This video will be up all season long. So even if you are listening to this, not on the day it's released, you can still get all the trends. Your homework this week is to go through your drawers and start cleaning out what doesn't make you feel good and stylish even when no one is looking. Set a timer for 15 minutes or 30 minutes and just get rid of things. Quickly make quick decisions. Then head over to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and check out all of the examples of the fall trends that we have for you. That's it, everyone. I'll see you next week. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com forward slash podcast for show notes, freebies, and links to connect with me on social media. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is making style easier and more fun for you, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.